Welcome to Everything Wrestling. From the independent just starting out to the professional laying it all on the mat. We will provide you all the latest news and visit with some of our favorite wrestlers. Your host for the 30-minute rounds, Knuckles, Mike Dub Dub, and Poppy. Ring that bell. Mission of Side Hustles and Turnbuckles. My name is Knuckles. Poppy. I'm Mike Dub Dub. Last week, we had such a phenomenal guest, and he just blew us away with some of the stories he was talking about, Angel Torres. Such a great, great story. We knew we had to get more, so we brought him back this week. We're going to have maybe a surprise guest calling in if we get lucky. Bringing him back now. Angel, are you there, buddy? Yeah, I'm here. How are you? Dude, how are you, dude, man? I was I was just stoked, you know, to be back on your show, man. Dude, you know, last week we had such a great talk. We're honored. Welcome back. Wow, me too. Welcome back. Hey, no problem, man. Thank you guys for having me again, you know? You notice how time just travels so fast. Hey, Angel, tell your story real quick of Skeleton Guy and Spanish Fly. This is Big Skinny with the Podcheck Studio in Fort Worth, Texas, and I'm cordially inviting you to join me on my podcast, If Not For Music. It's where we take a journey back to the 70s and 80s, because that's where I believe the best music lives. Now, you might say that sounds a little biased, but that's okay. That's, that's my music. And if you're one of those people like me that like the music from that time frame, well, you're listening to some of the best music. Where else could you find music that had heart? It had soul. It had harmony. A story Met my own lover in the even had an anthem it's all right there 70s and 80s on if not for music so listen in you can find us on spotify apple iheart amazon google anywhere you find your podcast we'll be there waiting for you also like and subscribe to our facebook page we will post when we have a new episode available so you'll be alerted when the new episode drops Out of, out of Ohio here, I was at a wrestling show, and I wasn't wrestling, but I was just kind of there just to watch the show, you know, and I was helping these guys with the DMK network, you know, and what we basically do is we record the wrestlings, we do the commentary, and, you know, I interview wrestlers and, you know, such like that, and uh, it's a sports network, we do boxing shows, we do wrestling, we do baseball games, we do football games, all that stuff. This this one we were doing wrestling, and there was this uh, some guy dressed as a skeleton man, like a skeleton suit. He looked like a like a Leparka almost, you know. And this guy was talking stuff and smack about going to break me up and beat me up and beat up the Spanish fly and take me down and all this and this and that. And I caught up with him a couple months later. He wasn't in the building, and the guy interviewed me, and he asked me, hey, uh, did you hear about this mass skeleton guy who was talking smack about you, said he's going to beat the shit out of you, Angel? And I told him, yeah, you know, I heard about this skeletor, this mass skeletor guy uh, wanting to beat me up and everything. And I said, man, you know, I told him that I'm the West Side legend, and for over 30 years I've been whooping ass and kicking tail left and right in the wrestling game here in my city. I said, I welcome any back bones to come over here and wrestle with me and, and if yeah and i told him i, I told him that's what you're going to be you're going to be a pile of bones when i get done with you and that's it and i haven't heard from him since but they say he's supposed to show up at the wrestling show on the 25th uh -oh. because uh, 
one of them guys, it's one of the guys, I don't know exactly which one it is, but it's one of them who brings the guy. And the guy walks in out of a car into the venue to the wrestling show dressed as the freaking Skeletor or Skeleton or Mass Skeleton, whatever he calls himself. You think he's got yeah. a bone to pick with you? He got a yeah, man. I mean, it's just it's just totally ridiculous. This big skinny guy dressed like a skeleton out there talking shit about he's gonna beat me up. I don't even know him. <laughs> I never even seen him wrestle. I don't know who he is. You know, but they said he's been around for a while on the local scene. You know, and they and they're talking about they're gonna they're gonna put us to wrestle with each other. And I don't know, you know. I'm a little, I mean, I don't know. He might hit me with a bone. I don't know. You got to watch out, man. He might pull it. Yeah, he might break one off on you and pull out a foreign object. Yep, yep. Most definitely, man. I was talking to Kenny, Kenny Jugan. Okay. He's been a wrestler for a long time. Now, Kenny, he wrestled with Andre the Giant. Kenny wrestled Andre the Giant. He, he, He didn't get pinned by Andre the Giant. The guy that it was like two of them, two guys. I want to say it was two guys against Andre, and Andre sat on the other guy. <laughs> yeah, Andre sat on the other guy, not Kenny. So my dude wrestled against Andre the Giant. And he's undefeated against Andre the Giant because he didn't get pinned. The fact remains that even though he didn't get pinned by Andre, he still didn't win against Andre. And uh, even though he still didn't win, man, you know he's still he's still one of my homies, man. I I did my first battle royals with him. You know, I was real grateful to have him uh, always in my corner. You know, he's the one that got me to wrestling match with Dominic Danucci and stuff like that. You know, and we almost had Bruno Sammartino come to Cleveland, Ohio. The promoter didn't want to pay for it. You know, Bruno never showed up. But the good thing was that Bruno was going to come to the show, you know, and, and when and at a time where Bruno hardly ever, hardly barely ever traveled anywhere at that time. This was before his, uh, before they put him in the Hall of Fame. I remember before that right they, after. Yeah, Bruno, man. Yeah, yeah. Before they, they, before him and uh, Vince buried the hatchet. This was before. Uh, this was before. Uh, Did he have a son, he David got, San Martino, or something like that? Yep, David. Yeah, David, his son. Yeah, I mean, his son never made it his, uh, to the heights that. of Bruno. Yeah. No. Well, it's it's because wrestling had changed by then. You know, wrestling right. was a different business. You know, because in the '60s when Bruno uh, came to uh, the United States, Bru- uh, Bruno. Bruno was a, a very poor boy, you know, very small, and then someone got him into bodybuilding because somebody tried to bully him, and you know they came, you know there was it was war. The the Nazis were taking over their area in Italy, and they had to leave. Yep, they had to all sneak away. I watched the documentary about him. Yeah, yeah, it's totally true. All everything that you hear about that, as far as the, uh, you know, they they had to they had to escape with their lives, man. You know, they had to escape from the, with their lives, and their, his dad had went to to America first and set it up for him and sent money and, and was able to get him out of there, man. You know, it was a tragic thing, man, but they, they did it to survive, you know? Yeah, it was bad back then, though, you know? It ain't, oh, I mean, it, it's still oh, it's still bad now, but it's not as bad as not it was back bad. then. Not that, I mean, no. there's no more. It's like the 40s no or 50s. Nazis. It was like the 50s. It was, you know, it was, it was an invasion. It was an invasion. He was just a little boy, and he had got real sick. He was just a little boy, and his mom and his dad were able to get him out of there. He was terribly sick. He almost died. No. Nope. Yeah. Now, Angel, about no. your career, we were talking earlier. I just wanted to make mention of this fact on all the wrestling over the years. You were never the baby face. You were always the heel, correct? You were the bad I guy. I was a total heel. Yeah, I always yeah. been the total heel, man. You were the yep. bad boy. 
Yeah, even though I even when I first started wrestling, I was the the ninja, the Sosumi ninja. I would dress up as a ninja, and uh, I I would never win. <laughs> he, said, he said he still got the pants you know, from the ninja outfit yeah, to I this still day. Got the pants. I've had them freaking pants thirty years, man. I could damn near see through them. <laughs> <laughs> but those pants been all over, man. They've been to about fifteen states. I took them overseas. I got had to retire, man. They were torn up, man. You know, they Real were torn brittle, up, huh? stitched up a lot. Dude, you should frame them. Yeah. Put them in a put them in a frame and say, you know, with a picture of you as a ninja back then. Yeah, yeah. Well, man, I use them pants to wrestle just about everybody, man. Put in your next gym. Gotta, you know, yeah, I'm working on it. I'm trying to put it all back together on Broadway over here. There's a spot that we're looking at. I had mines. I just I shut it down in uh, October. I moved everything and stuff. I'm still in the process of resetting everything up, you know. Now we were talking with you uh, last night, and you were talking about uh, you, you and your uncle Polly. We were talking about the ring that you that you have. You still had for all these years. It cost you seven thousand dollars, and I was just so amazed. You said it has no screws in it, and you take it. You can take it apart with two tire irons. That's all you need. You to can take put it, it together. All you need is two people, two people, and two tire irons. That's it. We don't need no screws, no bolts, no wrenches, nothing. Full-size wrestling ring, dude. <laughs> yep. It's an awesome wrestling ring. The floor is flat. It looks like a mini WWF ring. It's got actual ropes, you know. It doesn't have the cable with the garden hose, you know. You know. I mean, yeah. I've wrestled in those rings, man. Those those, those hurt you, man. Those are hurt you. Them, those rings with the cable and the washers, the water hoses. They're they're just they're I mean it, they're just crazy man. They're yeah, Mick crazy. Foley, Mick Foley will agree. Them things will hurt you. He got one of his ears uh, tore off because of it. Yep, 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 yep. Uh oh, that big Vader. I think we got yeah. your boy calling in, Angel. Hold on just a second. Hello, are you hey, there? this is Brett. Uh, Angel Torres told me to call in. Hey, hey Brett, how you doing? It's Mike Dub Dub, man. Angel, are you there? Yeah, I'm here, man. Okay, I can hear you, Brett. How you doing, bro? Good, good. I can kind of hear you guys. I have a lot of static and interference of some sort. Yeah, well, there's like there's like uh, three or four people on the same call, but uh, you know, I was telling them about the American Patriot and all the uh, battles we had and stuff like that, Brett, and. Uh, I told them that it was you that gave me my name, the Spanish Fly, 1996. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, guys, hey, uh, Troy and Marcus and Mike, this is uh, Brett Powers, man. How you doing, Brett? How you doing, Brett? Uh, uh, hey, Joe, he, uh, how are you? I, I met Brett Powers at, at the Public Hall Wrestling Show back in, like, 1990, 89, or 19, I think it was 1989 or 90. And uh, he was out there, man. We were. It was cold, man. It was, like the, it was like November, man, and we were out there freezing, man, and... I look at him, I, I look over and I see this guy, you know, you know, he had a nice little hairdo, leather jacket, you know, nice leather shoes, man. I mean, he was, he was dressed to impress. He said he wanted to be a wrestler. He had a letter for Ricky Morton and we, uh, we got to meet him. We got to talk to him, but, uh, Ricky Morton never got back to us. So, uh, Damn the we, took Brett o we took Brett over to the neighborhood, uh, wrestling, uh, circle and, uh, we were able to, to teach him how to wrestle and stuff, and he helped us train a lot of wrestlers. You know, Brett's been around a long time, man. You know, he's one of my good, dear brothers in wrestling. You know, we had a lot of battles, man. I'll tell you that. I was the ninja. I was the Sosumi ninja. <laughs> I remember those days. <laughs> and he, I used to get beat up by the Patriot missile. <laughs> yeah, I remember. We did it, man. We did it, man. You know, hey, and, uh, hey Brett. Yes, sir. Between you and Angel, when y'all 
when y'all fought, what was the best m- m- match between both of y'all? I would say probably the one at uh, the Agora. Yeah. Um, the big it theater, was, yeah. Yeah, it was for uh, Cleveland All-Pro. Yeah, um, JT Lightning. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which yep. oh, I always remember and love. We trained together. Um, yeah. You know, you know what I? It was it was just an amazing time in wrestling. You know, wrestling is so different now. And, oh yeah. You know, I appreciate that era, and the reason why, and I want to touch on this, is I appreciate that era was the hard school way of it. I mean, I paid a good amount of cash out to uh, even do it, and I remember going in, and Psycho Mike was there, uh, Terry Bear Bryant. Spanish fly, Angel Torres, you know, he had introduced me to him. And then, you know, it was old school. They they would beat you pretty bad just so yeah. they could see <laughs> if you were going to return. And I yeah. was this little scrawny kid, and uh, Psycho Mike gave me a good, good uh, whopping and then said, let's see if he comes back. <laughs> and, yep. you know, that was honestly the right way to do it because if you want something bad enough, you're going to fight for it. Oh, I yeah, back. yeah. You know, and I trained, and you know, it was a great time. We were really fortunate to uh, to have known JT Lightning, uh, Troy Marcus. JT was the guy that helped train, like the Johnny Gargano and the Raymond Rowe. Um, you know, he used to not only did he help train a lot of wrestlers, he was he was a wrestler. You know, he was a he was a badass motherfucker. He was one of the best wrestling promoters that we've had in Cleveland in a long, long time. You know, and uh, one thing I can say uh, is really unfortunate. He passed away. It's been about 10 years or so, something like that. And uh, he was young. He, he he passed away at 41. He had like a throat cancer thing, you know. And uh, Brett, Brett, you helped train him just as much as I did. You know, there was a lot of times where we didn't have the time because those guys couldn't keep the gym together to save their ass. But if it wasn't for people like Brett, if it wasn't for people like me, there would be no Johnny Gargano. There would be no Raymond Rowe. They, you know, and not only just that, he he didn't only just train these guys. He used to bring in the Brian Danielsons, the CM Punks, the Cesaros. You know, he used to bring in the Claudio Castanoli. He used to bring in Sabu all the time. He brought in Samoa Joe and Rhino. He used to bring wow. in uh, people from ECW left and right. He wow. bring in the Hockey Talk Man, Key Kong Bundy, you name it. I, I mean, the list goes on and on and on. You know, yeah, it wasn't did a lot for the business. I mean, he really yes, did. he did. He put he put us back on the map. You know, when we had these these we had these promoters out here that were just selling, having the kids sell the tickets so they can be on the show. They make the show look like shit, embarrassing the hell out of everybody. <laughs> you know, it was stupid, man. It was stupid. You know, he trained Lamont. JT trained Lamont. Lamont's down there in his uh in Texas, Brett, and he's uh he, with Angel Camacho and all them. Angel Camacho is Lamont's student. And wow. JT trained JT trained Lamont, so he, it's he's still is still JT is still breeding wrestling. That's you know, good awesome. though. That is totally awesome. Yeah, man. it is. I mean, it's, you know, I'm really glad you called in. You know, uh, we haven't had many callers, but we're gonna work on more. You know, what I what I want to know is uh, Peter talk about anything at any time. Hey. Are you still wrestling? Are you still wrestling? No, I retired. I have businesses and things that I take care of and manage. I'm in a uh, law, you know, I'm into law with uh, other things. My son is a deputy sheriff and uh, yeah. just enjoying life. So now you fight a uh, different fight. 
do what i said so now you fought a different fight yeah yeah exactly i mean it is i mean i enjoy it you know i mean i'm, I'm in, a, in a a motorcycle club i care about you know i thought so i went from one brotherhood to another brotherhood that's awesome dude. yeah that's, cool. did, that's he did so. he gave me the name the spanish fly we were at the fantasy theater in lakewood ohio you know we was i was in the back getting dressed and what i did was i took my uh I took my, 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 my ex-wife to the wrestling, and I didn't tell her that I was wrestling. I just told her, hey, uh, I got to use the bathroom, sweetheart. And I, was, I, I said, I got to use the bathroom, and I snuck into the back dressing room. And what I did was I snuck out to the car, grabbed my gear out of the trunk, walked up to, to JT Lightning, and JT Lightning, I said, hey, can you give me a quick match? He goes, this is not my show. This guy Gary's show right here. And he, and he looked at me. Psycho Mike was there. And he was like, oh, Angel's good, man. Put him on. They put me in there to wrestle a guy named Nitro. And uh, Nitro wasn't really that good, but I went in there to do the job because I just wanted to take the chance to, to sneak a wrestling match in front of my uh, girlfriend or uh, wife, ex-wife. And, uh, and uh, you know, the, the stepson. We brought the stepson. And, 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 you know, I told her, I'm, I'm in the bathroom. I got to use the bathroom on my stomach. I, so I snuck in the back, changed my clothes, come out and wrestled. So totally surprised her, you know. And then before I went to wrestle, and, and it, uh, Brent was like, Angel, so you're going to wrestle? I was like, yeah, I just, I'm going to sneak on the match right quick. I'm just going to do the job right here tonight. So I'm putting on my boots. I'm putting on the ninja pants. I'm, I'm, I'm getting dressed. And he's like, damn, Angel, man, you're still the same size. I was like, yeah, man, I can't never fucking get no bigger if I if I tried. And he was like, what are they going to call you, the Spanish flea? I said, man, I'm too fly to be a I said, I said, I said, I'm too fly to be a flea, man. He's like, he's like, you're right, you're right, Angel. So you're the Spanish fly. And, I, and, and that's how I got my name. Yeah, that's man, but it was funny because I've always been the smallest guy in the whole room. <laughs> I feel you on that, I Angel. I'm a, guy, man. I'm a small guy, yeah, too. I'm change. probably about 145 pounds. I did, I did the best I could always, man. I wrestled. We had a guy that was seven foot three. They used to slam me around like I was nothing. I, I felt like a flea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, I got a lot of good friends. I mean, some of them, you know, it's wrestling, man. Some of them I talk to, some of them I don't talk to, man. But I appreciate all of them. Like, you know, Psycho Mike, you know, I, I was uh, talking to Ken Sermonera. And he was the, uh, he was like the Italian beast over here. He was the big boy, you know, and, uh, and, and, and he told me, Hey, I, this Mike wrote a book and you're in the book. And he's, and he's showing me the, 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 the book, you know? And the last time I was talking to him, it was Jim Wittenberg, Jim Wittenberg passed away. There's a bunch of guys, man, that were part of wrestling, man, that really helped out. You know, the sad thing was the politics, as far as the guys that were the, in the promotions that were, you know, they were too busy gaming on people instead of actually promoting the. The, the promotion you know they were they were trying to they were cheating out the young kids hey sell these tickets so we can put you on a show man making us look terrible you know got a question for both you guys would you put your thinking caps on now and this is a question not about you but this is a question i want you guys to tell us your three favorite top matches of all time they don't involve you but they're like just regular superstars or whatever you but you go first but you go first 
Well, mine was when I was a kid, the first Saturday night's uh, main event with uh, Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant, because that was a pinnacle time in my life. I I remember it because I remember crying when Hogan got ripped off uh, the belt by the Million Dollar Man. I was a little boy, and I remember my uh, mother at the time making fun of me for it. And I'm like, you know, (laughs) yeah. Yeah, you know, I see Hulk Hogan losing his belt, and it was one of those motivators. So that's number one. Number two, I would say it was Hogan in WrestleMania three, and, yeah. and uh, number three would be I think Hogan and Warrior. Ah, that was a good match. Hogan and Warrior. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, Brett used to paint his face with the with the like the American flag, yeah. you know, in the style of the Ultimate Warrior yeah. man, and he always. Man, one thing I could always say about Brett, man, he came to the ring dressed, impressed. I mean, he always impressed me. His his outfits, he always paid for them. He never came into the ring with no hokey sneakers or anything like that. You know, Brett's one of those guys that when he came into the ring and he walked into the wrestling thing, he said, this is me. This is me. And he said it without using his mouth. You know, right. this guy, I, I, this, you know, he may not be a wrestler anymore, but to me, He's one of my favorite wrestlers. All right, who's you know, your top three? Uh, my top three wrestling matches of all time. Not not about me, right? Not, right, my matches. not about you. Some of my favorite matches were uh, with uh, Body Rogers, the Nature Boy, uh, when he wrestled when he wrestled with Lutez. Okay. Or no, Pat O'Connor. Okay. When he wrestled with Pat O'Connor, uh, quite possibly the next wrestling match that was probably uh, one of my favorites was like Gorgeous George. You know, wow! You're you know, going gorgeous back. George wrestling match. Yeah, gorgeous George wrestling match, and then uh, uh, quite possibly one of my favorite wrestling matches of all time. Are, uh, you know, there are people you guys never heard of. You know, wrestlers that even if I say the name, you guys will be like, oh, okay. You know, there was a guy over here um, called El Rayo, the Lightning Boat from Puerto Rico. That okay. was his wrestling name. His, it was a match between him and a guy named Felix. And these Felix was more into the martial arts. Felix, Felix, I still see him from time to time. He's about 74. Felix is in great shape. He works with cement. This guy's, a, this guy's he's like, he's like, like not even old. This guy's like not even old. And, and, and quite possibly one of the, the my, most, my most favorite match of all time was uh, the Lightning Boat versus Felix. And Felix was known as the Black Bullet, you know, Bala Negra and Rayo uh, de Puerto Rico. Those were, that's probably one of my best, my favorite matches of all time, you know, because when I was a little boy, the Puerto Ricans would wrestle in the social club and, and we would watch their wrestling matches. You know, I felt like Johnny Gargano, when he used to watch his wrestling at St. Michael's Hall, Brett, when we used to come out there and he, he was always in the front row and his dad used to sponsor our wrestlers. I remember looking at Johnny's face and I remember looking at him and saying, man, that was me. That was me. In 1985, that was me. And that's why I, I, I never gave up on wrestling. Man, I got hit by a freaking car on a motorcycle. I was going to my girlfriend's house, man. And I got hit so freaking hard. I, I, got, I got hurt so bad in the blink of an eye, far worse than I've ever been hurt in wrestling in over 30 years of wrestling. And in and, and 30 years of wrestling, the biggest injury that I've ever got was a torn rotator cuff. And, uh, and I, I pulled my groin. That's it. I've never had to get stitches from wrestling. 
I never had to go to the hospital for, for anything of wrestling, but I, here I am in the, in the neighborhood fighting these drunk people or, you know, whatever, whatever. Oh, wrestling's freak. And then you get, you wind up getting to a fight with some guy. You know, I've got, I got more hurt outside the ring than inside the ring. Well, at least you weren't like Kerry Von Erich down here when he lost his foot in that motorcycle wreck that he had. Oh, man. I mean, my foot took a beating, man. I'm not going to lie. I just, if, when I do, if I do practice wrestling or if I get a match, I heavily tape, I, I heavily tape up my, 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 my injuries and my boo-boos and I go back out there and I do it again. You know, I can't pull out the 20 minute match I used to pull, but I'm, I, you know, I could probably do 10 or 12 minutes and give it what I can, you know, you know, it's, it's what it is. You know, I just, you know, there was times when Brett did Ironman matches and he'd be out there for a half an hour, 45 minutes, an hour. Bleeding all over the place. Everything's broken. The table, the chairs, the crutches, the canes, everything. Well, the pants were all bent. Did you guys get a chance the other night to watch that AEW pay-per-view where Brian Danielson took on MJF in an, a 60-man minute, a 60-minute man iron match? I have they not said seen that, that was that was they, they, that was that, brutal, dude. I mean, it. I was, have not seen a 60-minute Iron Man match since back in the day, dude. In the since 80s, since Flair, since Flair, yeah, yeah, I haven't. Seen yeah, that. I haven't it's yeah. been forever. Yeah, that was wow. that was a real, real brutal match, bloody match, too, man. Wow, man, that's amazing. That's totally amazing. You know, these guys I, are working on Russell Massacre Part Two. There's an Indiegogo campaign uh, going on. I'm gonna post it on your side, uh, okay. side hustles and turnbuckles podcast. Okay. Um, and they, as far as I know, they got Brian Pillman Jr. in it. And this one that we're gonna put in, you know, we're gonna we're gonna make the part two with Brian Pillman or something like that. I, it's just it's just new news for me. I just found out like the other day, so cool. you know. Angel, I'll, I'll tell you guys. Uh, y'all were talking about that favorite match of all time, and you were really going old school. But I'm just gonna name one off for me. It would have to be the scaffold match. Between the Road Warriors and the Midnight Express back in the back in yeah, the yeah we're 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 Jim Cornette fell and yeah. broke his leg or tore his ankle up or whatever because Big yeah. Bubba Rogers yeah. was supposed to catch him and he didn't catch him. Well, my well, my favorite match of all time was the cage match with Undertaker, Mick Foley, ah, hell and he hell. fell off he fell off Damn. the top ah, of the cage cool. and he had his tooth stuck in his lip. Uh, no, he had it in his nose. His nose, yeah, he yeah. Stuck his tongue to his lips. Right, right. That was wow, that, wow. That, that, that was that was my favorite match of Poppy, all time. Poppy, what was your favorite match of all time? My favorite match of all time had to be Terry Von Erich against Ric Flair. At the David Von Erich Memorial. Is that when was that was that when when when, when he took the championship? Yeah, from that's right. yeah, the championship yeah. And then yeah. lost it eighteen days later because they deemed him. Yeah. Uh, not worthy enough, I guess, to take the, the hold the belt. We were talking about last night. Yeah, I didn't get to see that one, but I got to be there the next night for the the following night at World Rogers Coliseum. I was there in nineteen eighty five or yeah eighty four eighty five whenever it happened. I went the next night. And the main event was Ric Flair against uh, Kabuki, and then Terry Kerry Von Erich took on Terry Gordy. I, I got to see that man. I was like blown away. Well, wow, you know, I thank you for and, including me in this conversation. Oh, yeah. yeah dude, you're a Hulkamaniac, Any time in the future? Yeah, I am. I am. That's what uh, helped me get into it. But uh, I'm gonna, I have to run for now, but feel free to include me in conversations down the road. Yes, and, sir. Uh, Anytime you want to call, just let us let Poppy know you, he's got your number. You got his number. Just text him and we'll call you back, man. We'd love to talk yeah. more with you. Yeah, I'm right, sure he'd have. I mean, I'm, I'm sure he'd probably got a. 
just about as many stories as I got, you know. Yeah, dude. I, I'm real glad to talk to him. I, I don't I don't talk to you a whole lot, Brett, man, but you know I'm over here in Cleveland, man, and you know, uh, I got to get you on one of our movie projects, man. We're doing, we did one last uh, September. It's uh, called Legends Mountain. I got to get you on one of those, man. You know, I I play I played the guy named Chico, like this crazy Spanish guy in the movie, man. And there's uh there's a couple people that that you might even know. There's uh Kelly White, there's Jimmy Lee, there's a lot of guys that make movies and stuff nowadays, man. You know, and um, you know, that were wrestlers too, man. You know, and it was it was really fun to to, to make the movie. And when I get a chance, I'm gonna send you guys copies and stuff like that. Or if we can get them on these uh Tubi platforms where you can watch them at home. So oh, I still, I still want to cool. get a hard, I still want to get a hardcore copy of the Rass, uh, the Slaughter Master, Wrestling Master, Slaughter, whatever. Yeah, I, I like that Wrestle Slaughter. Yeah, <laughs> Wrestle Massacre. I'm all tongue tied up, but because I want to get you to sign it, I want I'm gonna get some people to sign it. We want to keep it. And, That's pretty awesome, man. I I've been digging up some matches. I, I found a couple matches with you, Brett. Uh, uh, I don't think that I have the matches from the. Uh, from back in 1992 from the Agora Theater in downtown Cleveland. I'm pretty sure Bear has a couple of copies, you know, and, and probably Mike does too. You know, these guys, those people were better at holding on to this stuff, you know, over the years than me. You know, I wasn't really good at it. I got some of them, but I got to, you know, they're videotapes, man. I got to, I got to, I got to sit there and watch them, man. And, you know, Real quick before you, you go, know. Brett, we're, if we want to find some of your old matches, can, we're, can we find them on YouTube? You, you can find a couple of uh, the old uh, chop up where they put, uh, you know, a bunch of the matches together videos. There's like three, three or four on Brett Powers, uh, Patriot Brett Powers on uh, YouTube. Um, now you got to watch. There's a guy that mimics my character. So he calls himself the Supreme Brett Powers or something, not Patriot Brett Powers. But oh, uh, yeah, wow. you can find you can find some things on there. I mean, okay. I never really put my stuff out there. I mean, you know, once yeah. I retired from wrestling, when JT passed, I I had to to give it up. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I still stay fit. I still train five six days a week. Uh, Forty nine years old, I could probably you know be in the ring at any time. I just moved up for many things. But no, you can find some of them on there, and that's pretty much it. Um, you know, I love the business. It's always in your blood. You know, you always want to get in the ring, but. You know, when you're as busy as I am, it's uh, it's time to move on to bigger and greater things. You know, right. It's a period in my life yeah. that I will always love and cherish. It's uh, something that I'll be happy to talk about more down the road. So well, I cool. appreciate again your guys. Well, we'll, we'll, we're about to wrap it up because it's uh, coming up on our 30-minute mark. But we thank you guys for calling in today. And thank you, Angel. And we're going to be talking to you again, Angel, real soon. It was not meeting you, Brett. great, man. Yeah, have a good Thank night. you, gentlemen. Good evening. Well, you guys take care, man. Take, we're going to let y'all go and we're going to wrap up, but y'all have a good one. Take care, Brett. We'll Thank see y'all down the road, right. man. Have take a good care, one. Brett. Without a doubt, guys, man. We'll talk again, Angel. Take care. All right. You guys, you guys have a happy Sunday, man. Thank you so much. Yeah. All right. Bye bye. Hey, y'all. This is Big Skinny, former radio personality and backyard cooking enthusiast. And I'm the host of Texas Backyard Barbecue and More. This is the premier channel for all things Texas barbecue. And we're going to teach you how to cook it in your backyard. In fact, each episode is going to provide step-by-step instructions on how to make the most delicious meals using every Texas cooking technique that we could come up with. So sit back, work up that appetite, and get out to the shed and find those grilling tools. And get ready as we dive headfirst into Texas Backyard Barbecue and More. Oh, yeah, make sure you like and subscribe so we can keep on cooking for you. Let's get smoking. You've been listening to Side Hustles and Turnbuckles, a Potsack Studio Fort Worth production. Please like and subscribe to our Facebook page and follow us. Hit that subscribe button on our podcast. Until next time, we'll see you.